Hello, new creation. It's Thursday, February 10th. The scriptures are Jeremiah 40, Psalm 106, and 2 Corinthians 8. Jeremiah 40 continues giving us um, the Babylonian history, uh, the history, rather, of the Babylonian uh, exile. Psalm 106 is also um, a historical psalm. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 8 in which Paul is appealing to um, the Corinthians to be generous from their affluence um, as the Macedonian church out of their poverty had also been generous. Jewish law required caring for the needy. In verse 4, we see that the word sharing used, and that's because in Greek documents, business documents of the time, often use the term sharing or service to give. And a lot of times um, municipalities would force wealthy donors to support public works. Believers should share so that all have enough, we see in verse 13. The urgent crisis at the time um, was famine. And in ancient ethics, recipients were to pay benefactors back, but with honor, not money. Teresa of Avila said the only true test of contemplation or oneness with God is the charity and love that flows from it. And Paul is telling us in chapter 8, as he makes an appeal for financial support for the Jerusalem church, that giving is an essential test of the sincerity of love. And we've heard this in other, expressed other ways, that, you know, love needs to come not just in our heart, something we feel in our heart or out of the things we say, but it needs to have hands and feet It isn't easy to ask people to contribute generously to a ministry. Um, Paul had um, some say, well, he had been unwilling because he was a tent maker to receive um, help in that way. But, uh, But he is appealing on behalf of the Jerusalem church. I know that in, in my personal life and in, in our family's life, where we went through um, financial hardship for about seven years, and sometimes it was worse than others, our experience is that we found, not that we were soliciting for help, but what we did find, those who knew us and knew of our situation, um, it was often those who had less that gave to us or tried to relieve our um, our concerns and our needs. And again, often did this without any kind of appeal from us and didn't always even know. So I know that the Holy Spirit was moving and caring for us. I think sometimes it wasn't that the people who looked like they had more um, were reluctant to help, but oftentimes maybe they had greater debt or things that we didn't know about. But there were people who would 
do without, give in a way that was sort of to their hurt because they would be willing, to, we would find out later, to wait on things that they wanted or needed for their family or um, anyway, in an, in an effort to postpone their need so that they could meet our own. And this really inspired Mark and I because we realized that before our financial troubles, when we thought we were being generous, we often were not as generous as we could be. And we learned this through the example of others who loved us in a very tangible way. So I would ask us all to ask ourselves what examples of the generosity of others inspire us to give more freely. And what does it mean to give not only out of your abundance, but maybe even out of your poverty? I'm going to pray the Philippians 1, 9 through 11 prayer again for us today. And that is from the first, this time from the First Nations version of the New Testament. When I send my voice to the Great Spirit, I pray that the love you have for each other will grow strong and remain steady in wisdom and understanding. In this way, you will be able to make good choices that will lead to a pure heart and keep you from stumbling until the day of the Chosen One. I pray that your lives will be filled with the good fruit of doing what is right, which comes from remaining true to Creator sets free Jesus, the Chosen One. All of this will bring honor and praise to the Great Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.